0: You're listening to the Sermon Podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are an Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregation in Denver, Colorado, and you can find out more about us at www.houseforall.org. Grace, peace, and mercy are yours from the triune God. A few years ago, I represented House for All Sinners and Saints at a gathering of other Lutheran churches in our area. It turned out to be another one of those awful meetings about yet another meeting that would happen later. (laughs) Apparently, I got stuck with this meeting because Pastor Reagan said he couldn't go. But when I got there, I figured out he probably just didn't want to. And I don't blame him, it was a really bad meeting. But I have since come to believe that our pastor's wisdom was so great and so deep and that he knew that if I showed up for the meeting, I would be asked an important question. And that important question was, Nick, what is the future of the church? You see, I was the youngest person there by about 20 years. And when pastors and older congregations see a youthful presence, particularly one who is in seminary, well, they get lost in their excitement. It was like I was a unique case at a hospital, and all the doctors crowded into one of those old medical amphitheaters so they could find out what the heck I was doing in church. And if there was a systematic way to recreate my unique condition in other people... (laughs) it was wild Uh, so after the conference chair got up and asked what is the future of the church with her notebook out as she hung over the railing of the amphitheater with all of her recording equipment and laser like attention trying so hard not to miss what I said it wasn't anxiety producing or anything I think they were expecting me to suggest we up our Instagram presence or that we start a skateboard ministry (laughs) or for me to say something new and hip with it. But what I said caught them off guard. I said catechism, which is just an old fancy way to help teach people about church, a real church that is based on the gospel of Jesus, A gospel that tears away the things that hold us from experiencing God and smashes the things that keep us from experiencing community. Catechism is a way to teach that the cross kills sin. Catechism teaches about meals shared with thirsty women and faltering friends. It teaches about baptism that claims us as children of God and renounces the powers of the devil. Essentially, I said, y'all need Jesus. Which is a hard thing to want when you really get to it? The answer of doing something, of buying new hymnals or updating a website is easy. A coffee bar wouldn't even be that bad compared to the real implications of gospel. Because I, to want the real and actual gospel, that requires we lose something. And I understand how hard that can be. Because I never want to lose what I have, even when what I have is killing me. I have to fall on my face over and over until I am breathless, bruised, and hopeless of victory before I'll let go. I will grasp and struggle until I can't. In other words, I need to be dragged to the cross. But I hadn't learned that for a long time, and in truth I still haven't. I stumbled back into the church after falling pretty hard on my metaphorical face because in my youth, I followed all these commandments. I did all the things that I needed to do to earn approval. I was a straight-A student, chose my priorities carefully. I loved my neighbors. I was an all-American wrestler. I was a leader on a theater team, was a good boyfriend. I cared about working with kids. I did all the things. My resume, my resume, oh my resume <laughs> it was my treasure what I'm trying to say is I found my identity in everyone else's approval of me so when that didn't work out when I found out that all that shit I had poured myself into landed flat when talking about my past successes with other people made me sound kinda sad when I was unsuccessful at starting a nonprofit organization, when I was living in a cold house in Two Harbors, Minnesota asking my parents for help, and when despite my best efforts with my girlfriend I was dumped, and once being in really good shape, now now I felt like crap about my body. Well, I was spent. I didn't have an answer. I left my faith. What was the point? It didn't happen all at once. Everything added up eventually. And despite my best efforts to climb to glory, to develop a great resume, to maintain a sense of mastery, I had to face the realization that I couldn't do it. It was all too much. My hands couldn't grip the things I was holding on to anymore. I don't know if it was God that did it, I suspect that it was just life but I realized eventually that trying harder wouldn't help me feel worthy of God's love. Fast forward several years and imagine me cracking open Martin Luther's actual writing for the very first time at a Lutheran seminary. Sitting next to some people who had been Lutherans all their life, I learned about theology of the cross, that God is with us in our suffering. I learned about baptismal identity, That we are claimed and loved by God free of condition. I learned that our success does not define us. I learned that it is God's love that defines us. And I was so ticked at all the people sitting next to me who knew it the whole time and never shared it. Because this freed me, and I wish I had it sooner. Honestly, though, even if I had grown up Lutheran, I don't know if I would have understood it. I think I needed to fall on my face first. So, when this group of Lutherans asked me at this church conference, What is the future of the church? and I said, Catechism, it's because I think the church and everyone really need the same thing we have always needed. We need the old, old story, the gospel. Freedom. Because this gospel eliminates the structures that separate us from God. Call it sin, call it estrangement, call it theology of glory, call it whatever you want. This gospel, it is life-giving. And I think it was life-giving to the rich man in the story today. After the man asked Jesus what he must do, I imagine Jesus smiling because, of course, Jesus knows this man. He rattles off the commandments and the man says, I have kept all these commandments since my youth. Sound familiar? That's not true, but I'm, you know. (laughs) The text says, and Jesus loved him. Jesus loved him. He loves him. And Jesus continues to say, go sell all your things and give it to the poor and follow me. This story is often read as Jesus asking people to one-up their efforts. Like, well, if you have done everything, sell all your stuff. But what we miss in the story is that it starts with a declaration of Jesus' relationship to the man, even before he asks him to sell his things. His reality of already forgiven is evident to the reader. He's loved. Jesus loves the man despite his success, despite his failures. The distance that this guy needs to climb to reach God, it is already shut. There is no gap. Jesus is God incarnate and is with him already, loving him in all he has done well, loving him even still as he walks away from Jesus. Jesus' grace is there. But because in a lot of ways I am that rich man, or privileged man, or successful man, or at least I have been before, it feels to me like Jesus is saying, unless you fall on your knees, unless you find out that you cannot do this on your own, you will not know what I can offer you. You won't know that I am the candle burning for you unless you are in a dark place. And who can't relate? The way of the world, the way of glory, says that we are to be all things to all people, to be good-looking and to have money, to have a good family that goes to the right schools, to drive the car and have the house and get the job, to be mentally and spiritually centered, to push, 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 and climb and climb and climb. To have followed all of these commandments since our youth. That is the way to perfection. It is found in our own effort, if we can just dig a little deeper for it. It is right there inside of us, and we will be rewarded. But instead, we end up lost. The empty and empty at some point. And if it hasn't happened to you yet, if you haven't felt like a failure. If you haven't grieved a death or experienced hopelessness or faced an addiction or wrestled with an illness, you will. All have fallen short. No one is invincible. That is not the direction of grace. Jesus calls us to stop. He calls us into his mercy and directs us to the cross. This is how the law works. Law is the enemy of sin. The law asks us to put sin to death the only way we can, by trusting that it is forgiven, by giving up. To be saved through our own efforts, that's impossible. But I still catch myself trying every week. This story of the rich man is my Wednesday or Thursday. By that time in the week, my faults can no longer be ignored. I get down on myself when I come up short on something. I think about how much money I don't have and how I don't exercise enough and how I wish I had closer friends. And I get disappointed with myself. And my self-esteem gets dragged through the mud just to make sure I know it. By Thursday, I have re-recommitted myself to do better. But what I really need is a Sunday. What I really need is to hear grace again and to see and be with you all. When Jesus says, For mortals, for all people, it is impossible, but not for God, for God, all things are possible, he is saying, We will fall on our faces and that we will suffer, that we will not make it on our own, but that we are still loved. This is the way to recognize the God who suffers with us, the God who put himself on a cross, the one who exposes the powers of sin and death and earthly success as bankrupt on Easter morning. Jesus is the only one strong enough to pick up what we couldn't hold. He is the only one big enough to bury what we couldn't hold in a tomb. And he is the only one loving and patient enough to wait until we are ready. This is what the people of the church need. This is what the church always needs. It needs a Savior. It needs Jesus. Amen. You have been listening to the Sermon Podcast for House for All Sinners and Saints. If you like what you've been hearing and would like to support the ongoing ministry of our church, just go to our website, www.houseforall.org, and click on Give.